0: Hey what's up folks? I uh, just wanted to record this anchor around getting triggered as um <clears throat> as I noticed that uh it's happened to me a lot more so than I can ever really recall happening um here in recent years when the trigger happens it's like intense and then my default is to go to food and a lot of times I'm end up going to sugar for like this dopamine rush to just kind of give me the cessation, uh, say, if I'm saying the word correctly, from whatever it is that I've been, you know, that might have you know, like taken me out, you know, like as an example today, there's a woman that I've been, I went out with uh, once, uh, golly, I guess it was like three weeks ago now. We had a great time, really enjoyed each other. And, uh, you know, got a hug, got a kiss, you know, couple kisses, you know what I mean? So it's good vibes and all that. And I was hoping to see her tomorrow. And then, you know, at the last minute she calls and says, well, you know, tomorrow doesn't work for me. I got a friend that's coming in town and I don't see her that often. And I definitely want to see her before she leaves. And I was like, you know, she's coming in tomorrow night. So I was like, wow, OK, got it. But my initial response was like, fuck you. And so you're putting that person over me. I mean, it was just a selfish, immature posture to come from. Uh, you could almost say infantile in a lot of ways, but I, you know, and I was in it. And when I, and when, when I got to communication and then there was something else that happened earlier in the day with a woman who i had asked out that said she was, you know, she was, you know, she was cool with it and we could go hang out. I was like, okay, cool. So. And then there's a mutual friend of ours, a male friend of hers, friend of mine, that she's known longer than, she's known him a lot longer than she's known me. Excuse me. And I don't know if he ever tried to ask her out or anything, but then all of a sudden, you know, one time I was at his place for an event and she was there and I actually needed a ride to the bus stop. And so she was like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. And we had a chance to talk and you know, and I asked her about, you know, going out on a hike and if she would be agreeable to that. And and if she would, you know, based on her agreeing to, you know, meet me for lunch, I think about three or four weeks prior. Um, I know she said she was in the middle of a move, so it wasn't going to happen right away. But I was like, OK, cool. I'm I'm patient. You know, I ain't in a rush, you know. And then for her to fa- and to fast forward, she ends up choosing the other guy. Over me, and then I saw her today, and then I saw him too. And that's a whole nother story. I'm not gonna even go into that, but it was like, wow. So that triggered me because as soon as I found out that they were actively pursuing each other, she had given him, you know, the end to fast forward their relationship. And then he mentioned to me that, you know, they were about to kick things off or whatever. She's got some challenges, some like emotional baggage and stuff like that. So in a way, it was almost like the universe did me a favor by not allowing me to connect with her. And at the same time, I'm like, you know, she's you know, pretty gorgeous, you know, and I definitely wanted to spend some time with her and get to know her. And at the same time, it's like, why am I mad? Why am I angry, you know, at the thought that they're together? If anything, I hope they're happy. You know, but I got really pissed off. And then fast forward like an hour later, I get the text from the other young lady saying that she's not going to make the date because she's going to be spending time with her friend. And then it was just like and I got triggered by that. And uh, and then when I get triggered, like I said, a lot of times I end up going to sugar, you know, and I can't keep doing that. You know, I'm really fighting a battle to heal he uh, healed heal my gut, you know, my teeth and gums, my brain, all of that, you know, and especially in light of how toxic this society is. The last thing any of us needs to really be doing is damaging our brain or body consciously or unconscious, you know, or subconsciously, maybe. I mean, if it's unconscious, it's autopilot. So you don't really know that you're doing it. But and I guess technically you can make that argument for subconscious as well. Um, and in this particular instance, like I said, I just got triggered because I was actually hoping for some female companionship, even though I'm not totally sure that it's even beneficial for me to pursue the relationship with the woman that canceled on me because she's going to be spending the time with her friend. It was just kind of like the principle of it, you know, It's was just like, well, but then again, she found out at the last minute apparently, and that's just how it landed. So it is what it is. And, um, After I thought about it, you know, and I'm reading this book, Cupid's Poisoned Arrow, which uh, I believe I've mentioned on prior podcasts. And it's really distinguishing the main difference between mating versus bonding rituals and the difference that that. I mean, and it's a huge difference. And a a part of what was there for me is I was looking to have the opportunity to bond with an attractive female and continue to build rapport with her. Whether we end up in a relationship or not, I'm not really attached to it uh, in terms of a relationship per se. I just enjoy female companionship, and I was actually hoping to have that experience. And um, you know, in the you know the area that I moved into, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to meet women. And then again, I haven't been out that much either because I've just been working. So it's something where I have to create the space about my. my work schedule, and in my life to allow for me to meet more women because, unfortunately, I've had this default of meeting a woman and then almost immediately putting her on a pedestal, a pedestal that she doesn't deserve because I barely know her, and it's not like I'm trying to marry the woman. I barely know her, you know what I mean? And at the same time, that is how I tend to look at it. I I tend to look at it like, oh, okay, well, she's the one, which is a scarcity mentality. When there's so many women out here, you know, or even for the ladies, there's plenty of men out here. So it's like, why be in a scarcity mindset? Keep your options open. Get to know people. Don't get attached to any one person. You know, get out, mix, mingle. I'm not even into premarital sex at this point, as much as a part of my, um, uh, what do I want to say, my mating instincts would have me do, my mating instincts would have me say, or my mating instincts are primarily why I got pissed off because it was like, ideally, I want to be in a position where I can get laid, whether I choose to act on it or not. I at least like to be in a position because I have opportunities. And when those opportunities aren't even on the table, then I'm back in, like, being to myself again. And, And masturbation ain't an option, you know. I'm looking to conserve all of my chi, all of my seed, so I can use that to get stronger, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, and just continue to keep healthy testosterone levels and continue to work on healing and getting in shape. I just started back to my workouts. And so all of that is is vital in this process of healing and attracting the right mate. You know, I have my wife seeking ad that I have on my wall. I think I looked at it today or last night. And then I have my ten non-negotiables in terms of what I'm seeking in a relationship. And so again, you know, the main point is I was just hoping for the opportunity to spend some time with the young lady, and it didn't work out um, this time. And I, of the mind, I'm of the mindset that we'll have a chance to get together in the future. And by the same token, um, like I said, it's just it's interesting how that's occurred for me. And and even this whole thing with getting triggered, whether it's that or just different things that are going on in the world, wondering if humanity is fucked and if it's too late for us to save ourselves from these wicked, evil bastards that, you know, basically run and control everything. And um, sometimes that gets me triggered if I'm not careful. So I have to really just focus, focus on, you know, what I'm creating, focus on staying in an empowering context, because when that stuff shows up like it did today, it can take me out. And then if I eat the wrong thing, then that interferes with my sleep. Then I got too much food on my stomach. I'm eating too late, you know, and then I'm waking up tired and lethargic and I can't have that either. I mean, it becomes like a vicious cycle, you know, just like and this is what she talks about in the book is that when you don't transition out of that mating you know, a program into more of a bonding-based program, which is healthier, more balanced, more holistic. You know, it's appreciating the body of the other person. It's, you know, making love without orgasm, without a goal attached to it. It's also, um, you know, just being in the space of appreciating each other with love and, and hugging and touching and affinity and kissing and, and conversation and, you know, walking, taking long walks and holding hands. I mean, It's those things that keep the love bond going well after you've been long after you've been together. And just reading this book has just been such a revelation. And um, I actually started, well, I was kind of, I just got back to reading the book because I probably had been like a month or so because of all of the stuff going on with my work schedule and stuff like that to where I didn't have a chance to get to it. And many thanks to Robin Sharma and the 5 a.m. Club, the audio book that I'm listening to, talking about having a lot of time in your day, as he calls it, the victory, victory hour, where you just spend that time working on yourself and what you are committed to in terms of the goals that you're out to, uh, you're out to accomplish and continuing to refine and review your goals and see what can be put in if if something is missing or if we are not meeting our our deadlines you know when we put a date on a particular goal so that victory hour is something that i just went past that portion in the book this past week and uh it's been huge and so that's largely why i got back to reading the other book uh cupid's poison arrow and so you know just to complete that about getting triggered you know it's, it's like What she talks about in the book is like the the uh, desire for the dopamine hit you know and a lot of times that dopamine hit can show up in any number of ways it can show up through wanting to look at porn it can show up through masturbation it can show up through sugar it can show up through alcohol it can show up through drugs it can show up through social media you know and that's one of the main things she talks about in the book is that in this particular day and time, we are slammed with like sensory overload where we can get that dopamine hit anywhere, anytime. And, or it could be, you know, chasing money or like I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, and she was talking about how she needs to generate the money to pay this month's rent. And it's like a dopamine hit for her, knowing that she's got to get into action and find a way to pay the rent for this month and she was talking about how that's actually a program that she more or less got from her parents growing up because they were always in um and I'm paraphrasing but it was like she said they are all they were always in a space of like going through periods where money became like the central focus and they had find they had to find ways to get it so it's like the the uh boom and bust cycle so to speak from an emotional standpoint and that's largely what she talks about in the book when people are having um, uh, mating based sex, which is goal oriented, which is getting a nut. And a lot of times in that scenario, the high that you come down after that intense release is what causes the problems in a relationship. It is what causes the problems when it comes to being social, you know, especially if you're jerking off all the time. It actually interferes with healthy emotional Stability. And even this is what she talks about as well. It just shows up in intimate sexual relationships when people are are nutting all the time or ejaculating all the time uh, to be more, I guess, politically correct, so to speak. And in the. In the, uh, the dampening effects, the negative effects that it has on the relationship, it actually kills love, those love bonds that can show up inside the relationship. So whatever it is that is your trigger, because we all have one, find a way. And I know it's easier said than done sometimes. Believe me, I know. That's why I'm doing this podcast with the hopes, oh, Jesus, that I can clear what's in my space so I can get a good, night's nice rest tonight. And ideally, it can be a benefit to one of you folks out there to know that you are not alone, for one and that there are ways to overcome it. And um you know one of the best things to do is if at all possible maybe go to the gym and run on the treadmill for 10 minutes and burn it off that way. Or you know if we have access to you know a boxing gym, go to the gym and hit on the heavy bag. You you, you know what I'm saying? Or get that shit out because when it gets pent up, that's when people get back to that striving for a dopamine hit and a lot of times the dopamine hit well, I already said this, but it occurred to me differently in my mind as I was about to say it, is that when you have sex with another person and you're just stressed and tense because of how your day has gone and things haven't gone exactly the way you want to and you just want to run your damn fist through a wall or whatever it is, it's like, well, let me get this nut and I'll feel better. In theory, that sounds good, but actually you don't. Because again, like she talks about in the book, when you come down from that high, it's actually worse. And some, and there are various stories of people sharing throughout the book in terms of how it shows up in their life and how they you know, just feel emotionally unstable, how they have all types of problems communicating with their spouse, or they are antisocial the next day and don't want to talk to people. You know, it, it's some seriously fucked up shit. So it's like the more that we can heal those wounds to have us getting triggered, to have us going for that dopamine hit that causes it to get even worse and us to feel like even, even to feel even shittier. It makes all the difference in the world for us to have maybe an accountability partner or some way to be able to clear that shit without going to something that's going to actually make it worse. Because like tonight, when I got triggered, I, you know, went back to the health food store on my way home, not back to it. I went to the health food store on my way home and spent $30 that I didn't need to spend, you know, on uh, some carbohydrates. I mean, they were organic, you know, brownies and a couple of these lemon poppy seed cookies or whatever. But they still were, you know, maybe I could have indulged with just brownies because it's a small bag and it's not a lot of them. But the fact of the matter is when that thing happen, when that kind of stuff happens with me, when I get triggered, I tend to go to excess, you know. So it's like even if I could get by with just having that bag of small little brownies and wait the next day to have the two lemon poppy seed cookies, I don't wait. I end up eating it all right then and there, knowing good and doggone well that it might cause me some serious problems later on that night. When it comes to trying to go to sleep, and that ain't cool, because in order for you know us to be healthy and have healthy brain function, we need our rest. We need to be able to sleep. We need peace in our mind, in our body, in our spirit. And you know, I guess what what's also there for me is like with the woman who canceled on me, is I I find myself feeling attached like in an unhealthy way, like in a, and she just talked about this in a book about a hunger-based um, touch, I think is how she worded it. You know, when when your touch is hungry, that's different than when it's a touch that's based, uh, that's coming from a holistic, balanced, on a, you know, loving place where you're not really attached to the outcome. You're just appreciating the other person. In this case, you know, the beautiful woman for who she is and maybe her beautiful eyes or, you know, uh, greater skin looks or whatever, but you aren't like needy and clingy. And I find myself at times feeling like that. And I, I, I fucking hate that feeling. And so if anything, the lesson for me is to pull back. And, the, and this is what I discovered recently when that showed up, when we went out that first time and we had a great time. And I was just like, the next day I was like, well, should I call her or is she going to call me? And I hadn't been that way in a long time. And when that showed up, it really bothered me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why do I feel like this? Because it's not a healthy place for anybody to come from. I just met the woman. She's living her life. I'm living my life. And what I was able to do when I really took the time to get quiet and get still and be like, "Okay, God, universe, what's the lesson? please, can you teach me? Can you help me to understand the fucking lesson? Excuse my language because i'm I'm fighting for my fucking existence here, my life, my sanity, my livelihood, and my peace, you know, and um, so it's like when that's showing up." I'm like, so what's the lesson? I want to learn the lesson because when we learn the lesson, that means there's growth. You know, And growth ain't always warm and fuzzy. The key is to grow, is to make the growth. And when we make the growth, that means we learn the lesson and we aren't doing the same shit over and over again, which is, you know, what is commonly referred to as insanity and expecting a different result. And so, you know, for me to have that experience, I was just like, Wow. What's going on with that? And, you know, I've already done our astrological chart, you know, more or less. I mean, I looked at the basic stuff in Chinese astrology and our Chinese configurations are not the most compatible. You know, she got the shot. I I haven't. That's another thing. But there's so many great things about the energy between us that I'm willing to continue to pursue it, because at one point, After we went out that first time, she kind of pulled back. Well, I know I did after I thought about the whole thing about the shot. And I was like, whoa, that's an important conversation to have. And that ain't anything to be stepped over. Because what if you end up or what if I end up getting in a relationship with this woman and she gets pregnant? You know what I'm saying? That's an I need to know where where we stand. I mean, that's why I'm I'm very much into, you know, doing things like in a more traditional way, you know, like paying a dowry you know, having a prenuptial agreement. I mean, it's all business putting a, it, putting, a, putting it in writing and having an actual contract. And so, you know, when that showed up and I was feeling all needy and clingy, I was like, what the fuck? This is not, this isn't me. And it, you know, this ain't healthy for one. And it ain't me. I know who I am. I know what, what I bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need to be chasing anybody. I got what I got. And I'm, I'm good with what I got. And I'm moving forward with some really great things in my life and what I'm creating. So if anything, I am the prize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that might sound egotistical and arrogant, but I think we all need to have a healthy level of that because it's a form of like protection in a lot of ways. And then when I really thought about it, after really asking the universe, like, yo, man, can you please make it plain? I'm really needing some clarity here because it don't serve me to be clinging to somebody, whether I just met them or I've been with them 50 years. You know what I'm saying? We're all individuals. We come into this world alone and we leave this world alone. So the best thing that I can do is be comfortable and sovereign in my being. You know, I can. The best thing I can do is be at peace with myself and my life and what I'm creating And that was a part of the miracle. That was a large part of it because when I really thought about it, I was like, okay, Dean, stop thinking about her. You already communicated with her. You acknowledged her for a great time and you enjoyed her company and all that. And you look forward to creating with her again. And then when I didn't hear back from her for a couple of days, that's when the neediness and clinginess shit started to come up. And I was like, what the fuck? And so then when I thought about it and I got clear, And I kind of got that spiritual download, so to speak, as I like to call it. It was like, okay, dude, this is what you need to do. You have not been focused, Dean, on your life and your plan and your business and the things you're creating, you know, getting your book done, things like that. Get back to your shit. Keep creating your life. And if she's meant to be a part of it, then it will unfold organically. Like when I met her the first time and I got her phone number it was like the most organic damn near you almost might say orgasmic manifestation of meeting someone that i've experienced in quite a long time. That's why I was like damn. As a part of why it kind of showed up with the neediness and clinginess cuz I'm like, "Oh, okay, I guess we'll uh this is going to be the one I built and create my dynasty with and probably going to have at least one child cuz she already has two by her ex-husband." And then um you know, we might be relocating to another state because we talked about that when we met the first time. And I was just like, that was a large part of why I thought about, in hindsight, the neediness or whatever, because it just flowed so well. And, you know, I'm looking to meet more women in the area that I'm in. And I haven't met that many, like I was saying earlier. And ideally, because being black, I prefer to meet, you know, some black women as well. And there are not a lot of black women in this area. So, uh, a lot of times I'm meeting women that are predominantly Caucasian, and that's cool, but ideally, I prefer a woman that's black or Asian or latino that's just my preference but uh you know if she's cool and she's feminine and she's submissive and she has that wisdom and that that feminine magnetism that's so much of a drawing card and there's compatibility and there's you know relatedness and great conversation and you know she's the family and she's into you know, having conversations around finances and how to you know empower her and me and what we're creating to build a dynasty by having a nice financial war chest, so to speak, then great, you know doesn't matter what she looks like, really I mean, it does I mean, I like attractive women, but the bigger point is it doesn't matter what her race is in that in that conversation um and so. The biggest thing that's there for me is just to get out more, to do more things that I enjoy. And in the space of that, I will actually meet more of the women that are more likely to be into the things that I'm into, where we can have conversation, go out on dates, things like that. And above all else, the biggest takeaway from it all is to continue to work on ourselves when it comes to avoiding that neediness factor and continuing to work on our life because the person that comes into our life, and the Bible talks about this, about, you know, a compliment or a helpmeet, that's really how the person should show up as a compliment or a helpmeet. If it's showing up in any way that has us acting outside of ourselves, or we're desperate and clinging and needy, then on some level it's something in ourselves we need to look at and analyze and assess what is missing that has us acting that way cuz it's unhealthy. And I'm a loving person. I like to see everybody get what they want. I love to see everybody accomplish their goals and to be happy. You know, whether it's in love, whether it's in their finances, whether it's in their health, you know. That's what my whole business is around. So it's like it's it's contra it's like counter to everything that I'm I'm for for me to be in this scarcity mindset and trying to cling to one person that I just met, or like I say, even if I've known them for 10 or 15 years, it doesn't matter. It's about being in a relationship, being committed, and at the same time, being an individual, because we are all individuals, and that never goes away. And uh, and as far as like the dopamine hit, finding healthy Outlets to channel that energy into something that's going to benefit us and keep us from doing things that are destructive, that take us away from our goal, whether it's, uh, you know, getting in the best shape of our life, whether it's our finances or actually being in a space where those, let's say, those two areas are handled. So when a person shows up, we can welcome them into our created life because we've created the space for them to be there. Because we got other important shit handled. You know, having our health handled, having our finances handled, that's huge. And to have those things in place to allow the space for that person when they show up to just walk into our life and flow. Where it's not forced. Where you're not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Like a uh, woman I used to go out with years ago would say. That's really what it's all about. You know, it's like to have it a carryover from like when I met her, when we first met and and how beautifully it flowed, it wasn't forced. It was like poetry. It was beautiful, you know, and then just have a continuation of that. And if it starts to move away from that into something where, again, that clingy or neediness is showing up or like a scarcity mindset, like this is the only one. And let me just give my life to this person. And you just bear And you just met him. That's, that's, that's nonsense. Let that not let that crap go and focus on yourself. Focus on the things that you love and care about. And if it's meant for that person to be in your life, the universe will make a way to make it plain and make it understood that that's the person you're supposed to build your life with. So hopefully you got some value from what I shared here. Uh, Thanks for giving me the space to be authentic, to be vulnerable and to share. But uh, like I said, ultimately, only reason I share what I share on this podcast is because I've been through so many low periods in my life and a large part of what, you know, how sugar ends up being a dopamine hit for me. Was, there was a video and I was trying to find it the other day by Dr. Layla Africa talking about sugar and symbolically what that means. And on some level, like energetically, it means the sweetness has gone out of life. You know, and I and and that really resonated when I heard it the first time. And then he went on to talk about how a lot of times, even growing up, you know, we'll hear like my grandmother, God bless her, you know, in Chicago. uh, She used to say, come in and give me some sugar. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about a kiss, but it's still tied and attached to the word sugar. And words have energy. Words create our world. Thoughts create our world. Words create our world. And what we continue to give thought and energy to ends up showing up in our life. And so, you know, when I listened to that video by Dr. Layla Africa, you know, may his soul rest in peace. It was like, wow. Yeah. And that's another reason why, you know, you know, going for the cookies tonight and the brownies and everything. In hindsight, I didn't feel that great about it. And I know what I'm dealing with. I'm working to save some teeth, (laughs) you know, really. Uh, And I'm working to, you know, cut down on the sugar and just do more healthy fats and more protein. Because usually when you're craving sugar, what your body really wants is is healthy fat. It's just that when the body's out of sync, it'll cause us to do things that are counter to us really getting to health. And achieving what we really want in life, and so, um, I guess the biggest thing that's there for me just to complete is to work on adding the sweetness back to life, and and enjoying the journey and enjoying the process, and uh, knowing that somehow, some way, it all works out, you know. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, uh, hope you guys found some value in these uh, in this podcast and what I shared. And uh, I'll be back again sometime soon with something else to share about the world and how it occurs to me, as I mentioned uh, on my main page for this podcast. Thanks so much, folks. Wish you all the best in love and in life and your finances and in your spiritual um, connections. Enjoy the journey. Be well. Peace.